Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Wrap Up, the Toronto Raptors post-game show brought to you by Raptors Republic. I'm Oren Weisfeld and I'm joined by Mete, a new guest we have who's a contributor at Raptors Republic. Uh, always good to get new faces on the show. And finally, we're here after some good news. Uh, the Raptors finally end their six-game losing streak by beating the Knicks, who are on a seven-game winning streak, 113-106. to 106 led by a dominant performance by Pascal Siakam, 52 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists on 17 of 25 shooting, 16 of 18 from the free throw line, and he carried them to a very much-needed win, especially considering this is the team the Raptors are trying to chase in the standings. So, yeah, Mete, thanks so much for joining. And uh, just your first impressions of the game, either you can lead by talking about Siakam or just kind of what the Raptors did right tonight to, to finally get that win. I think what the Raptors did not right tonight was mostly the effort was there like pretty much the whole game, especially in the second quarter. They were getting a lot of easy buckets in the transition. So when you're shooting so poorly like they have been from the three-point line, Pretty much all year, you're going to have to win the game uh, with your effort. So, yeah, I think they did that tonight. Great effort from the team. And they were struggling from the three, but Van Vliet, that last one was huge. So it was just a great win all around. For sure. And, yeah, let's look at some of these kind of effort stats that you you mentioned, the effort. 16 offensive rebounds for the Raptors. That might be a season high. It's definitely a high in the last little week, which just shows how much they were getting on the board. And then they forced 17 turnovers to only five turnovers for themselves. So that those are definitely the hustle stats you want to look at after a game and see uh if the raptors won or not and because usually that kind of tells you if if they were in the game or not and give them a chance to win so offensive rebounds and turnovers the raptors absolutely led those battles but yeah let's i agree with you like they they definitely out hustled the knicks and and they really played like down the stretch it felt like a playoff game almost just how hard both teams were going but really the raptors were going a little bit harder and i think that was kind of why they got that win they just reached another gear at the end of that fourth quarter that the knicks couldn't reach but obviously pascal is the main reason that the raptors won this game again i mean it's a career high 52 for him in the garden which is kind of the place where basketball players dream up these 50 point games uh so it's really nice for him to get that moment more than anything during a season that's just been full of so many lows for Siakam to pull this off and score 52 points um, and just carry this team, put this team on the back and finally do it in an actual win. It has to feel good. So yeah. What stood out to you about Siakam's game tonight? Um, Yeah. 
and he was relentlessly attacking the paint, getting to the line, and that's all he had to do. The three ball, he did make two of them, so that was nice, keep the defense honest. But, yeah, the main recipe was just him attacking the paint. Yeah, I agree with you, and I'm, I'm going to show some um, sh- some of his uh, highlights here because the whole the whole feed is full of his highlights. And uh, like you said, I was going to say the exact same thing. Like it was like I was listening to the Knicks feed tonight, and they were saying how he kind of looked like Giannis. And I actually think it might have been this play where they said that actually, because to your point, like he was just relentless getting to the free throw line. It felt like any time he wanted just initiating contact himself, not settling for jump shots, really. And and to that point, it's like 18 free throws. That has to be a career high. I'm going to look it up when one of you guys talk, but I'm pretty sure that's a career high as well. So it was a Giannis-like performance. Keon, to you, like what stood out to you about uh, Siakam tonight? Uh, <clears throat> I mean, he's been doing it all season, and it was he's been the, the heart and soul of this team. You saw it when he went out, how the team faltered struggled in offense. You saw it in the fourth quarter today. Those minutes at the start in the fourth quarter without the Knicks went on a little bit of a run. And I thought like if he's not an all-star this year, then I think there's something seriously wrong with the system. He is absolutely dominating all season. He did it last season and he's just taken it to a new step that I didn't even think he had. And this is something like on, on par with some of the best we've ever seen from the Raptors. And I'm not just saying this because one game, he's been doing it all season. And it, it's exciting. And we have this guy locked up for, what, two, three more years. Um, that's exciting. Now it's time to build around him. And we'll see what Masai does with that. Yeah, two more years. I, I think he has to be an all-star. But I will say that Bobby Marks today on, on the radio show said that he thinks OG has been the Raptors' best player this year, and I, I did a double take. I was like, I don't think that's true, but uh, he has played more, so I'll give him that. Um, yeah, like, I don't know. Back to you, Mete. Is there anything that Siakam in his game this year compared to last year that, like, is there any specific skills you think that he's really improved upon um, to kind of take this leap that we're that we're talking about here? I think the only right answer there might be playmaking. But even last year, like, he was a great playmaker. I think he's just been more consistent as a playmaker this year. So it started last year, and this year it's just getting even better. So, yeah, he's looking great. Yeah, Keon, anything stand out for you? Whole game or just Pascal? Pascal, like, in terms of improvements he's made since last year. His play style is is very similar still. He didn't really change up much there. I think the usage has just gone up through the roof, and I think that's what's really important. He's getting the ball a lot more, and we've been clamoring when the Raptors have these long stretches where the half-court offense looks inept. It looks like high schoolers out there, where which is give Pascal the ball because that's, that, that changes everything because he's so dominant one-on-one. And he's so good at getting his teammates involved as well, making the right pass. We saw today, and he had seven assists to go with 52 points. And it, 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 like we can see the true potential from him. And, and like today, compared to yesterday or Monday, is he got some help uh, that he didn't have. Fred, I believe, had nine points in Philly. 
he I was there. He was breaking up a storm. And today he had 28 points, which is huge. It's that's what you need if the Raptors need to win um, consistently, like they were last year. That he needs to have some help. And Fred, he won't have 28 points every game, but Scotty won't have two points every game and shoot one of ten either. So and he'll have Gary and he'll have Precious. So I think this is good for the Raptors moving forward. They needed this game to just get some good mojo back in the say, locker room. You can say that again, man. <laughs> they say that again. This game. Especially against a team that what this is, they were on a seven-game win streak. They needed yeah. this badly. This is great for this team morale, and uh, let's just hope they can build on this going forward. Yeah, um, just quick on Siakam, eighteen free throws. I said I would look that up. That is a career high for him, and I think that is a big area of improvement in his game. It's just like how much more he's getting to the line compared to last season. Um, 7.5 attempts this game, 5.6 last season in, in pretty much the same amount of minutes. So two more free throw attempts a game, that's huge. And 7.5 to 8 is kind of the range that a lot of superstars are in for free throws. And then the the jump shot also, I would just say, he's so comfortable with that midi now that he has a counter to every defense that can be played. Anyways, let's get back to the game because I know Keon was also not here when we talked about it. Um, we already kind of touched a little bit on the effort that the Raptors gave, but let's talk a little bit defensively because I think the Raptors were really good in that area, holding the Knicks to 106 points. Um, Keon, I'll start with you. Is there anything you saw from the Raptors defense tonight that you were impressed with or has, is this kind of just what they are kind of capable of if they play hard? I think this is just what they're capable of. I think you look back, it, there's been a lot of effort issues with the Raptors' defense, and most most of that, when you're looking at this losing streak, was because OG Ananobi was out, and that obviously is such a huge hit on your defense. He's one of the top favorites for the deploy, and you, you can't just take that out of your lineup and expect your defense to just stay up to par like how it was before. But honestly... It's just what they're capable of. It's what they need. When OG's in the lineup, when Precious comes back to that, that'll be a huge help. This is what the defense can do on a day-in, day-out basis. And this is what we should have to expect with a Nick Nurse coach team as well. Yeah. Mete, you mentioned the effort, but was there anything else they did scheme-wise or, or stylistically to... I mean, you see here the, the Knicks points. Randall had 30. Barrett had 30. He always lights up the Raptors. Quickly had 20 on 6 of 9 from 3. So... Their main guys did score, but then their bench only had a combined nine points. I don't know. Is there anything that stood out to you defensively that the Raptors did well tonight? The main thing that stood out to me this game was Juan Hernan Gomez was mainly guarding Jalen Brunson, and he did a wonderful job on him. So, yeah, I was surprised to not see Coloco in the starting five. I thought maybe since Robinson and Coloco are very similar that they might match up, but... They didn't really play against each other tonight. So, yeah, credit to Nick Nurse for putting Hernan Gomez on, on um, what was it, on uh, Brunson, my bad, because that uh, really worked out for them. Yeah, and this is where I go on a, on a rant because I think personnel was a big thing. Like, Hernan Gomez and... Um, 
Thad Young and Malachi Flynn, those guys all had really great moments, I think, for the Raptors or games, I should say, for the Raptors, especially defensively. And I hate to say this. I've been pretty nice to him, I think, all season. But I really feel like a big part of the Raptors holding the Knicks to 106 points is Scotty Barnes playing 27 minutes tonight. Like this is might be the worst game I've ever seen Barnes play. I, again, I'm I, I'm go I'm I have to just go in right now. It's like at a certain point you can't sugarcoat it anymore. Like 27 minutes, which I actually think is too much. I, I don't think he should have been playing in the fourth quarter there. One of ten shooting and a minus sixteen on the night, where everyone else is either in the positives or at the worst. Van Vliet is a minus five, like a minus sixteen in a in a win, a seven point win is just like unacceptable and and i'm not saying barnes has to be great every night but i am saying if he's gonna drop a dud like that nurse has to limit the minutes and like that's why i think their defense was good i don't i just think scotty wasn't out there to make mistakes and when he was out there he was consistently making mistakes and that's why when he put him back in for the fourth quarter for two minutes pretty much to give og for some rest i just thought that was a bad decision i would have rather coloco boucher anyone really to to eat a couple minutes there because I thought Scotty was just that poor this game. He just did not bring any energy to this one. Um, Kian, do you want, do you have any thoughts on on Scotty? I I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, this hasn't been the year we expected really from him bouncing back or not bouncing back, but improving on that rookie of the year season. It might be a sophomore slump. It might just be an early season slump. I could definitely see it getting better for him, but he from the jump, you just knew he didn't have it today. Yeah. Um, I, I believe he started 0 for, 0 for 4 in the first quarter, 0 for 6 in the first quarter. Just, it wasn't his night, and I, I like how Nick, uh, Nick pulled the plug. He didn't sit there and, like, let him play through it because you can't just sit there and let him play through it when you're on a six-game losing streak. You have to, You have to pull out the big stops to try to just get one. And then you can worry about that next game. Like it's at a point where the Raptors need to start winning games. And I like what he did today with Barnes. I think he'll be fine in the future. He's just, he's a a talented player to where you think he'll be fine in the future and you can believe that, but just, Mm -hmm. I like what he did today. And I think you, you can't sit there and watch him play out like this. He's, it, it, it just wasn't it for him today, but in, in the like in the future, this can definitely improve. He started to string together a couple of good games here, and the last few have not been great. Yeah, Mete, any thoughts on Scotty Barnes? You can disagree with us if you thought he was. If if you think I'm being hard on him, just say it. This is an open space. Ah, uh, no, I think you guys are being fair. Like. It's been the story of the season pretty much for the Raptors. Other than Siakam, the whole team has been really inconsistent, and he's a part of that. So I think you hit it on the head, though. It's probably just a sophomore slump. A lot of good players go through it, and he's definitely got a lot of time to 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 uh, get right back on track. Yeah, like, let's talk about why he's slumping a bit, because I, I'm with you guys like long term i'm not really that worried because i think the skill is just so the talent is so undeniable but what i think i'm seeing this season is just like a lack of professionalism really where some nights he has it and he's up in guys faces from tip off and he's screaming and he's being aggressive in the paint and some nights he's doing what he did tonight which is like 
there was a, a play early on where he grabbed an offensive rebound, I think, and didn't even look at the rim. He looked at the three-point line, saw that no one was there, had all this time, finally looked at the rim, and then instead of like attacking it, he just shot a floater and he missed. And it's like some nights are just like that, where he has no energy, no focus, um, and it's way too many nights like that this season where I just think it's not a professional approach to the season. And and that's why it's like long term, he's going to learn those habits to be a professional. But right now, they can't keep having these games where they have to drag him and kind of prop like Pascal and everyone else is kind of asked to prop him up because, yeah, tonight, Pascal, OG and Fred, all three of them phenomenal. But as we saw last game, if one of those guys like Fred last game, uh, if one of those guys is not great, they just can't win games. And that's not fair to ask all three of those guys to be great every single night. Um, so, yeah, I, if you guys have any more Barnes thoughts, let me know. <laughs> I think you hit it on the now. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Um, before we like get off of this game, is there anything else you guys want to talk about that we haven't hit on? Um, because I think there's a lot of players worth shouting out on the Raptors tonight that we haven't really hit on. So, Mete, I'll go to you. Like, is there you you mentioned Wancho, and I think that's true. Is there is there another guy you want to talk about who had a good game for the Raps tonight? Yeah, hopefully I'm not stealing your guys' thunder, but big shout out to Malachi Flynn. Um, super glad he's finally getting. Um, consistent minutes. He's been the best shooter on the Raptors. He's the only guy above 40% if you exclude Ken Burge and Ron Harper Jr., who rarely shoot threes. So, yeah, he's been the best three-point shooter for them this season. He's got he's to gotta be playing more for them. Yeah, um, Keon, what do, you, do you have anything to say on Malachi before you choose someone? I thought he played great. He was actually be my pick. But I can surely change it up. But yeah, like I've always wanted him to be. I, I always preferred him as the backup point guard over Banton, just because of his ball handling, his uh, range, his outside shooting, his playmaking. Just I thought he would be better for the team who struggled in the half court offense. He would just give them another dimension when he comes on the court. So uh, it's great that he came out there. They played twenty five minutes, eight points. That's just what you need from him. And he was hitting a three. He had two of five. Uh, that, that's just exactly what you need. Um, I'm going to pick that. And he also now. had, real quick, he also had that block at the end of the game on uh, yeah. Brunson, which was really like the biggest play of, of maybe Malachi Flynn's NBA career. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, go ahead. Back to you. I'm going to go with Thaddeus Young. Um, he like he came in in the end when the half-court off, or the half-court offense the late game offense, it was the same thing we've been seeing for every game in this losing streak. The half court offense, when it comes down to it, to at the end of the game, was pretty poor. And we can say that honestly. And Thaddeus Young, that possession, he grabbed two offensive rebounds, saved the possession. Raptors end up getting a bucket. I thought that was critical for them and to just propel them going forward for the rest of the game. Then they kind of got it going. After getting some stops on defense, it was Pascal. He got the board, hit um, Freddie for that big three that really put the uh, Raptors in the driver's seat up four. And I thought Thaddeus Young, at the end of the game, just a perfect glue guy for the Raptors, doing all the little things for them. That's why I'm going to give him the shout-out. 
Yeah, I I think he's definitely an unsung hero of tonight because when I when I saw like around like 4 p.m. it said Cam Birch was out with an illness and the the Knicks are big. They have some some really good big guys who attack the glass and Coloco just hasn't been playing well. So I was like, how are the Raptors going to rebound? How are they going to protect? All that stuff. And then and then I saw and then, yeah, basically Thad, he had to have a big game tonight. And he did like just like you said, he was great positionally. He he had three steals, three offensive rebounds, um, huge performance. And they really needed it with, you know, a Chua out, Birch out, Coloco not really playing very well. Um, they really needed what what Thad has brought to them really all season. Like they've needed it so badly. All right. Well, I'll. Is there anyone else to shout out? Um, I think OG played some really great defense tonight, as he usually does, and he had a really timely steal. Fred, like, there's always people on here every game where people say Fred who took too many shots, blah blah blah, and there is some of that for sure, but some of it's out of necessity, and he did give them 28 points and four threes, four of their nine three makes. So it's like. He, he did some stuff that he had to do. And Fred's not a perfect player. And he has too big of a role because they just don't have enough guards right now. But you got to give Fred his flowers because he really was slumping. And over the past two weeks, he is really getting out of that slump. He's not perfect, but he's playing a lot better. So that is good to see. Um, I like this comment about Otto Porter. Like, <laughs> like someone said that he dislocated his toe. Like, locate it brother like (laughs) what's taking so long um but yeah all right do we have any questions from the audience before we get out of here i think we're done talking about this next game i mean a huge win for sure but but probably been dissected pretty good are we ever gonna see auto porter again the timeline was like a month it's probably like two weeks away from the original timeline but i'm i'm skeptical that that's gonna that's gonna happen. Are we okay. gonna do a tax man? Or we just we just all universally know who it is. Good point. I should no, <laughs> yeah. Tax man. Okay, your can am tax man of the night is Pascal Siakam with fifty-two points, nine rebounds, seven assists, career highs um for him tonight in the garden. Visit canamtax.com or call the number at the top of your screen. Um because tax season's coming up and and those guys will really help you. Don't try to do it for free on one of those turbo tax sites. Go to canmtax.com and they'll actually get you the money that that you deserve back from from that government. So yeah, canmtax.com. Pascal Siakam. All right. Any any questions you guys see? Oh, timeline for Precious. So that was basically the new year. Um, the hope is that he'll return early in the new year. Um, and yeah, man, they really need it. Like he wasn't great to start this season, but if they did have Precious playing at the level he he finished last season at, he's just such an obvious starter now that Gary's on the bench and uh, the best rim protector on this team by miles. If you look at the numbers last season, like guys just shoot really, really poor at the rim when Precious is there. So man, if they can get him, he really, I think, can help turn this season around along with guys like Malachi Flynn and, and Thad Young. Um, 
we'll we'll answer some questions if you if you drop them in the chat real quick though while we wait raptors republic has a couple exciting events coming up and uh everyone in toronto is welcome to attend them and so on february unknown on on january 29th we have a three-on-three basketball tournament uh which you can sign up for teams of four it's always really fun i think it's at uh ryerson's gym and then February 7th, we have a live podcast at uh, Rivoli, which is on like Queen and Spadina. And yeah, it's a bunch of Raptors Republic or ex Raptors Republic people, uh, Samson and Lewis hosting. It's going to be really fun. It's $20. That includes a drink. And it's like two days before the trade deadline. So we'll just be talking about Raptors stuff. Uh, so if you're in Toronto, come out to those two events or go to RaptorsRepublic.com and you can find more information. All right. I'll let one of you guys take this. Uh, what is Flynn's role going to be once Gary returns? Either one of you want to do this? I think he'll just, I think he'll see, he'll see a similar role as he did today. I don't think Gary is going to eat into that too much. I think they can play together. I think uh, uh, it can be a, a combo off the bench that can work great and actually give the Raptors an offensive punch that they need coming off the bench when guys like OG are on the bench, Fred's on the bench. So I'm actually excited about the prospect of those two. If Flynn can play like he played today, I like the prospect of those two playing together. And, and when they're on, they're, they're, they can get on fire quick, uh, especially Gary. We saw that last year. So I think it's going to be something similar to what we saw today. Yeah, Mete, do you have any thoughts? Because if – if yeah, go for it. My bad. Um, I hope you're right because – I don't know. I feel like Nick Nurse, he's not like the biggest Flynn fan. So I feel like once Gary returns, you could see his minutes dropping. But I hope I'm wrong because, like I said before, he's one of the best three-point shooters this year for them. So he definitely needs to be out there for them. Yeah. I I will say I always used to worry about Flynn and, and Van Vliet on the floor at the same time because they're both so small and, and defensively can be targeted. But they are making it work. So in that sense, maybe Malachi and Gary could make it work playing together as well. Because if you have two guys coming off the bench, odds are they're going to overlap some minutes. Um, I don't love that just in terms of the defense. It's it's a small look. But uh, again, if, if Malachi and Fred are surviving out there defensively, uh, then, then Malachi and Gary can probably survive. And that's a credit to Malachi. Like he's probably been he's been really good. He's definitely been better than Gary on that end this season. I think his defense has been really underrated. What is the biggest difference um, between how the Raptors are playing now and how they were playing last season? Um, I I feel like it's hard to answer because there's just so many differences, but is there anything that stands out to you guys? Like one big difference in how they're playing? Yeah, I would say the three-point shooting. Like, last season, it obviously wasn't the greatest or whatever, but it wasn't as bad as it is this year. It's like, it's rare to see the Raptors in the 30% this year. So that's just a big difference, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Keon, do you have anything to add, or can we move on? We can move on. It's... Okay, there's th- there's three different people asking Gary Trent Jr. questions about him being traded. Um, 
Minaz Minhaz asks, where do you guys what is a team you guys think would pursue him? Superstar Aji asks on the Bill Simmons podcast, they said, um, nope, that's not a Gary Trent Jr. Uh Azim asks what percentage Gary gets traded. And Akash asks, if we trade Gary, what type of player? So we can each answer one of the three different questions. Do any of you guys want to trade? What type of player would you guys prioritize getting back from Gary, a a center or a guard? Do one of you guys have a a preference there, like a strong preference? Um, I think I have a very strong preference, and I think it has to be a center. Yeah. Um, I know know the guard, like it looks enticing, but I mean – we saw it today. I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, we saw it today in the fourth quarter. Rand, like, at the end, the Raptors could not bring down a defensive rebound. Randall was getting getting all over the glass at the end of the game, and it was he was keeping it close. And the whole time, I'm just thinking to myself, this team just needs a center. They need Jakob Pertle. And, like, I think that would be a perfect center. I honestly don't think that the Spurs are in a position to trade for Gary Trent Jr. They could be. But, I mean, uh, a player on an expiring contract trading Acapurtle for, and it, it looks like they ha- uh, value him very highly. I just don't think they would be in that market. But you, I think no doubt you have to look for any center on any team that can give you above average play. And I know that's easier said than done. And those guys aren't really out there, like, as much as we like to think. But if you can find it, I feel like, the center over the guard would be pretty critical to the Raptors. I agree. I think they should probably get both, like ultimately, like a center and a shooter at this point, but I would prioritize a center. Um, Mete, to you, what percentage do you think Gary gets traded? And if you want to answer, what is a hypothetical return? Ooh, uh, that's a good question. I'm going to say maybe like, 50% the point you brought up about him being on an expiring contract is a, a great point. So by the trade deadline, if the Raptors are still struggling, um, you never know. Masai and Bobby Webster like to think for the future and they might flip him for more assets. And yeah. the return, uh, that's another tough question too. Your point about the shooter, we definitely need a shooter and I think that's the main concern, honestly. Like, the bigs are good. Like you were saying, Precious Achua, once he's back, would be great. And you were talking about that second half last season. Uh, he was shooting like Curry at one point. So he would be a big time uh, an acquisition, I guess, when he comes yeah, back. Yeah. And, yeah, a shooter mainly is, I think, what the Raptors need. Yeah, I, I think the fan base is kind of split on those two things because I think a lot of people would agree with you. Like Precious, hopefully he comes back and steps into that kind of starting center role. It's just kind of a big if, considering the injury, considering he's never been a starting center, um, all of those things. So, yeah, I mean, ultimately they, they would still need both of those players if they want to be any good, like a shooter and a center. So it doesn't really matter which one we prioritize, but everyone everyone has different opinions. I'll quickly touch on Minaz's question about teams uh, that might look at Gary because it's true. Everyone thinks he's getting traded, but no one knows where he's going. I'll give you two. One is the Knicks who we just played. They are starved for shooting. Randall, Barrett, uh, 
Grimes. Like they they start a lot of guys who just aren't really shooters. Other than Barrett, who always likes to light up the Raptors, but usually he's not a shooter. So I could see the Knicks going after Gary for sure. Um, they have that kind of backup center, Isaiah Hartenstein and Emmanuel Quickly. Like maybe those two players for Gary, maybe that could be a realistic package. In the West, I would also say the Utah Jazz. I'm mostly saying that because there's been rumors that they've coveted Gary in the past, and they are a team that is going to probably make some changes. And so, like, what about, like, a Gary for Clarkson swap? You know, the Jazz get a younger player. The Raptors get someone who can give you some more juice offensively. Um, those are two teams, I would say. I All can right. add one, one thing. Yeah, uh, A it. team, if I'm Masai, um, I would – give a call is Orlando because they have two players who I think would fit the Raptors pretty well. That's Mo Bamba, who he is available. The Raptors did try to get him in free agency. Was it last year, a couple years ago? And Terrence Ross. Ooh, I thought you were going to say Fultz. Okay. No, Terrence Ross. He's also available. I know he's a bit on the older side, but bringing him back, he's he'd be a fan favorite player back. He gives exactly what the Raptors need. That's shooting. And he does it at an elite level. And Mo Bamba as well. He's not been getting the run in Orlando with Bobo and with uh, Wendell Carter there. But I think he's someone the Raptors could definitely look into bringing in. It's someone who they've been interested in the past as well. So I yeah. think looking at Orlando, he's an interesting team. And they did the, they did trade with Orlando in the past for a big man for Surge, obviously. And look how that turned out for them. So I don't know. I'm hopeful. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly the type of package, though, if you're going to trade Gary. Like, the way the Raptors season is going right now, that's what I would basically bet is going to happen. They try to trade Gary for a center and a shooter or a center and a guard, and then just kind of don't make any more, like, keep your pick just because the way the season is going, you probably don't want to trade your pick. Or Pirtle and McDermott. That deal, I would assume you have to give up a future pick um, with Gary. But, like, Something like that where you you just kind of retool the roster to plug some holes, get off an expiring contract, but keep your picks. If I had to bet on what the Raptors are going to do this trade deadline, that's the type of deal that I would bet on. All right. I think that's pretty good. That's pretty good for me. Uh, before I let you guys go, do you have any last thoughts on the game, on the Raptors season, or you can just plug some of your work? Uh, Mete, I'll start with you. I'll just talk about the Raptors season. It's It's been tough, but there's still a lot of games to go. So the Raptors, they could catch fire, and they just beat the best win streak in the league. So, yeah, it's not looking too good right now, but it can turn around really quickly. Yep. Uh, Keon, do you have anything you want to say? Uh, good game, but it's got to be showing, obviously. <laughs> One game in at the end of December is not – gonna thread the needle but it's obviously a good start and we need it also shout out manscaped shout out manscaped i wasn't gonna do the ad today we don't have to do it every episode but yeah go uh, okay. manscaped.com. it's it's all good use the promo code wrap up r-a-p-u-p and get 20 percent off manscaped products um before we go just want to show this exchange between kevin o'connor and chris vernon for our podcast viewers i'll read it out loud kevin o'connor says hey chris vernon Pascal was 52 points on 25 shots and nine rebounds, seven assists. So much for spin central. And then Chris Vernon says, and you want to trade him, you bozo. And that's how I feel about a lot of Raptors fans right now. Don't trade Pascal Siakam. Build around him.
thanks to all, all you guys for watching uh really appreciate it we'll be back uh friday when the raptors play again like comment subscribe uh on youtube on the podcast app all that good stuff and yeah good night Thank you.